I actually got more. I probably got like six, seven hours. I, I'm doing well. I go to sleep early. Hi, guys. Sorry about that. Avad, you see Al on again? I know. Al's yes. amazing. Al's, Al's unreal. This is all the same. Okay, guys, let's just jump right into it. Apologies for the delay. Uh, you guys have your Gamaras? Is that, uh, yeah? Okay. You have it open in your phones, or you want me to put it on the screen? I, I, I just delayed because it literally just uh, the internet just came back to my house. I don't know why. Sam, do you have uh, you have a Gamara like from your phone or? Um, yeah, I can get on my phone. Okay. Uh, okay, Joanna. Also, it's okay. All right. Yeah. It's good. Okay, great. Okay, so I'll just use a regular Gamara. I apologize. Okay, we're we're continuing discussing about this issue. Remember the. Uh, the last thing we said means Rabbanan cross Machta but Alma. So we had this Machlokah that Bayan Rava about how to attribute the Mishnahs that have to be according to Rebbe or according to the Rabbanan also. But the bottom line is that the issue is going to be uh, there's only an issue to Rabbanan to do some of these things. So the Gemara at the very top of Dab Gimel on the bed, uh, still talking about Shvit, right? Talking about Shvit. So the Gemara says, Kiyata Ravdimi, when Ravdimi came, it means he came from Eretz Israel, it says, Amar Yachol Yilake Alatosefet. It could be possible that you should have to get Malkot for the quote unquote Tosef at the addition. Okay, we'll have to see what that means. Then Nasib Talmuda Torah. And the Talmuds have discussed it, like the teaching that was discussed allowed it to be Patur, allowed it to be exempt from lashes. Where Abdimi says, I don't really know what the, what the Talmuda is, like what's the teaching, and what's the Tosef, and what's this additional thing. I don't know what we're talking about. I just heard this random phrase, basically, and I don't know what it is. So, okay, so let's figure it out. So, Rabbi Lazar Mar Harisha. Rabbi Lazar says the additional thing is plowing, right? And that's really what we were talking about yesterday, right? How does plowing fit in to the Iser? What does that mean? This is how we should understand it. It's possible that I should get lashes for plowing during the Shemitah year. Because it's included, it's derived from the klal, uprat, uklav. Right? So there's a klal about Shemitah, and there's a prat about certain specific actions that are not allowed to be done during Shemitah. And there's another klal about keeping Shabbaton and keeping the Shemitah year. And since uh, all the actions that are being done are to improve the ground and allow for um, growth, so, so too, klal, uprat, uklav, and baklal, I'm sorry, uh, anything, that's, anything that's like those things. So harisha, plowing would also be like those things. But 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 the teaching then comes down and says even so nope when it comes to plowing on the shemitah year you'd be potter you'd be exempt okay the imkain because if that's the case meaning if you would get uh, lashes for plowing as well kohani prati lavali why would I need all of these specific examples if you look at Rashi here Rashi says kohani prate Deparit beheaded to us to be speed, Zriya Vizimbrak Sira Batsira, unless all these things, right? Plant, uh, planting and pruning and harvesting. Meaning, why mention all these and not mention that one? There must be some distinction. So, the distinction we're suggesting is that those are the ones that you get lashes for, and the other one, meaning Choresh, you don't get lashes for. Okay, you don't get lashes for. Okay. That was Rabbalah's approach that the Tosefet refers to the Malacha of Chorish. Okay. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, the Tosefet is not Malacha that's being added. It is days that are being added. Meaning there are days that before Rosh Hashanah that we added to the prohibition of doing work in the land. Here's what it means to say. 
Maybe I would suggest that you should get lashes for doing work and the additional days before Rosh Hashanah, the Atya that comes from me, Becharish Ubekatsir Tishpot. We'll see that soon. But there's a Jerusha, Becharish Ubekatsir Tishpot. The Torah tells us to be Shovet, to rest from plowing and harvesting. Okay, the context of that Pasuk is not clearly about the Shemitah year. Yet, we're going to see that there's a Jerusha that teaches us that that means. Uh, to indicate that there's a prohibition before the Shemitah year even to do certain things if it's going to benefit the growth of the product during the Shemitah year. Okay, so I wouldn't let you get lashes for that. And the Talmud, the teaching comes along to tell you that your potter, as you need to say later on. Okay, Rashi points out here. So we'll get to this later. Okay, that point we'll get to. Okay, why your putt? Okay, so the, so at this point we had two different explanations for the phrase that Rav Dimi brought from Eretz Yisrael. What's the Tosefet and what's the Tur? Now we want to investigate this idea according to Rav Yochanan, the idea of the Tosefet Shmita. So what is that? Uh, what is that specifically? Okay, okay, so it's like this. My Yamin Shalitnei Rosh Hashanah. What is this? Uh, days before Rosh Hashanah. As we learned in the Mishnah Masachah Shvi'id, until what point are you allowed to plow in a state ilan? A state ilan is a field for trees, which we call an orchard. Okay, in the year before the Shvi'id. Beit Shamay Omrim, calls Manshiafela Pri, Ubeit Hilel Omrim, Ubeit Hilel Omrim, Ad Ha'atzeret. Okay, so Beit Shamay says, as long as it as long as it helps the growth of the fruit, then it's prohibited. The Hill says, until Shavuot. The truth is that these two times are very close to each other. They're not so different. They're slightly different ways of saying it, but they're a little bit different. Let me just look at Rashi for a second. Meaning as long as the plowing benefits the fruits that grew in the sixth year, which is also close to Atzeret. Okay? Um, fine. That's as long as you're, that's what you're allowed to do. Beyond that, says Rashi, because after that, it's like you're supporting or promoting the growth of the fruits in the Shemitah year. So that's the idea. You can, you can do this stuff in the field, in the orchard, as long as it's benefiting that year's fruits. But if it's benefiting next year's fruits, not going to be the case. Okay, moving along. And until what point can you plow in a state laban in a white field? The white field means, as opposed to an orchard, it means a grain field. Think about grain being uh, like more like white. From when the moisture is gone. I don't know exactly when that is, but it's whenever the rainy season sort of has uh, had its effect on the field. And after a certain point, it's no longer moist. And it's as long as people continue to plow, to, in order to plant cucumbers and gourds. Okay, so that's that's Beisham uh, Hill there. Rabbi Shimon Omer, in Cain needs not to rush or If that would be the case, meaning as long as like you would plant for the cucumbers and gourds, then the Torah will be giving a measurement for each person in his own hand. Meaning we don't like the idea that you can have your own like sort of like halacha category just for yourself. Like if Sam Clark 
likes to plant his cucumbers later in the season. So Sam Clark gets to have a longer period of time. And Jonah Eisenberg, you guys don't know each other yet, but now Jonah's already 13, so you're going to know each other soon. Right? So if Jonah Eisberg wants to plant his a little bit longer, so he gets a little bit longer, and if Gabi Glickman wants to have his a little bit less, he has to be more mafia and he has to stop earlier, that doesn't sound right, says Rabbi Shimon. Ella, rather, let's give more concrete, standard measurements. In a grain field, till Pesach. Orchard, till Shavuot. Okay? All right, skip the bait a little bit there. Furthermore, it's still quite a long right here. Okay, he says, Rabbi Shuvah Malevi says, Nebar Kapara, the Ram Gamliel and his Beitin voted about these two time periods and they wiped them out. They nullified them. Okay? No longer in effect. So that's kind of a wild thing. Look at Rashi, Ubi Tulum, Dechorshin Ad Rosh Hashanah. They are allowed to plow all the way up to Rosh Hashanah. This whole Tosevish Fi. Seems to be gone. Seems to be. So that's a difficult statement. So Amalei Rabbi Zeru Rabbi Yavahu Barmi Lav Rish Lakish Rabbi Yochanan. So either Rabbi Zeru said Rabbi Yavahu or Rish Lakish said Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Gamliel Beitin no hefi matzu bevati the content of Beishar Ben Hillel. How could it be that Rabbi Gamliel and his Beitin would nullify an institution, a decree of Beishamai and Ben Hillel? Because we have famous rules. If you like the famous rule, you can underline it right here. We have a famous rule that comes up several times in Shas that a Beitin cannot nullify the words of a previous Beitin unless it is greater than it, both in number and in wisdom. So, what's happening here? You can't just nullify the words of Beitin and They made a special Takana. It's like Mark quotes a Pasuk, but it's to describe. It says, He was silent for a moment. Pasuk from Daniel. But it just means he was silent for a moment. Amar he says like this. We have to say as follows. They must have made the following stipulation. Whoever wants to nullify it, can nullify it. That's what must be. It must be that way. That they must have, when they originally made their takana, it had like this out clause. If anybody wants to get rid of it, they can get rid of it. Mark says, wait a second. Is that really theirs? Meaning, was it really Beisham ibn Hillel's Takana that they like invented this idea of Tosefet Shvi'it? It's not actually a Takana, it's even worse. It's a Halachal Moshimisinai. Meaning, what's Halachal Moshimisinai? It's a mitzvah mid that has no scriptural source, but it's still a din da'oraita. So, how could Rabbi Gabriel and his Beitin come along and cancel out the, the din? So, you say, first of all, Beisham ibn Hillel, they have their Takana, how can you nullify their Takana? We said, well, maybe they had an outclass. No, but it's not their takana. It's a it's a halacha moshe misinai. How do we know? So I'm Rabbi Yossi. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Mishum Rabbi Yochanan. Ish bikat beit chortan. Because Rabbi Yossi quotes Rabbi Yochanan saying, quoting Rabbi Nechunya from the valley of beit chortan, Eser nitiyot araba binisu hamayim halacha moshe misinai. Okay, this is also a, a somewhat well known uh, group. You have these three things which are halacha moshe misinai. Eser nitiyot, ten saplings, which we'll explain in a second. Um, Arava, the mitzvah of taking the Arava in the Beit HaMikdash, walking around the Mizbech with the Arava, which we obviously don't have because we don't have the Beit HaMikdash, but the Gemara Masech HaTzutah discusses this. And the Yisuchamayim, the water libation during the seven days of, uh, of Sukkot. These are all Halacha Moshe Misenei. If they have no scriptural source, but we assume they are from the Torah. What's Esther Nitiot? That's one that's relevant to our, our situation. Esther Nitiot tells us that if you have a field that's a Beit Sa'ah, it means 50 Amot by 50 Amot, and you have 10 young saplings scattered throughout this field, okay? 
what you're allowed to do is you're allowed to plow around the saplings. That helps the saplings grow and not die because they're young. But then the Chachamim said, or, or sorry, the Halacha Moshe Misinai is, not only can you plow around those little trees, you can actually plow the entire field. Okay, once you have these trees scattered in this area, 50 by 50, to Beit Sa'ah, you can plow the whole field. Now, one second, um, at least an Arab street, excuse me, an Arab street, up until Rosh Hashanah. Okay, not on Shvi'it itself, but Arab, meaning the Tosefet Shvi'it is not a thing. What does that mean? What that tells us is as follows. If the fact is, this is an exception to the rule, that Halacha Moshe Misina is that you're allowed to plow the whole field for Esar Nitiyot, by inference, you can understand that other situations you wouldn't be allowed to plow, even though it's Erev Shvi'it. So you see that the idea of Tosefet Shvi'it is a Torah idea. So how do you explain how we can nullify it? So Amr Avi Yitzchak, Ki Gemirei Hilchata Shloshim Yom Bithnei Rosh Hashanah. He says, no, when they learned the Halach Lamosh Misinai, that was only for 30 days before Rosh Hashanah. That's the limit of the, of the Halach Lamosh Misinai. Va'atuhani, and these ones, meaning Beit Shammai Hillel, came along, Tikun Mi Pasach Meyatzeret. They instituted to extend back the prohibition, back to Atzeret, to Shavuot, or even back all the way to Pesach. Va'atnu Biditu, and they made etnai among themselves. They made a stipulation, Okay, whoever wants to nullify it can nullify it. So, so we've resolved the problem. Okay, we've resolved the problem. Okay, Gemara now wants to go on a little bit of a side tangent here also. He said, wait a second, let's talk about the halacha moshe misinai. The Gemara says, how do you help with the ninu? Are these three things really halacha moshe misinai? Kray ninu, they're really a pasuk. Meaning this idea of Tosef of, Shvi'it uh, of is from a pasuk. It's not just halacha moshe misinai. How do we know that? Detanan, as we learned in the uh, Mishnah, actually it should be a bright, I think. Becharisha uh, Bekatsir Tishbo, that's about to be quoted earlier. Becharisha Bekatsir Tishbo, you should cease from plowing and harvesting. Rabbi Akiva Omer, ain't Sarich Lamar Charisha Bekatsir Shashvi'i, Sharik Barnemar, Satsalotis, Rabbi Karma Chalotis, more. I don't have to be told about plowing and harvesting during the Shemitah year because we already have Sukim that tell us about not doing work in the field. It says you should not plant your field and you should not prune in your vineyard. Hello, rather, what must it be telling us, says Rabbi Akiva? Harishal Erev Shvi'it, turn to Dalam Aleph, Shenichnas Shvi'it, Bekatsir Shal Shvi'it, Shesalamotse Shvi'it. What's telling you is it's plowing in the sixth year that affects the seventh year, and harvesting in the eighth year um, that was from the fruits that grew in the seventh year. Okay? That's Rabbi Akiva's ending. So, according to Rabbi Akiva, you see a story. We'll just read one more line just to round out the Brita. Rabbi Shmuel Omer, Rabbi Shmuel disagrees. He says, Ma harish rishut, rishut, ha-omer He's saying that the thing that's prohibited is as follows. Just as the harish, the plowing that's prohibited, is something that's optional plowing. It's not, not, it, wasn't, it wasn't a mitzvah. This comes to exclude or a harvesting also. And the harvesting also is something that would be only for the purpose of a uh, option. But if it's a mitzvah, like Ktsir HaOmer, harvesting the new barley, for the purpose of the Korban HaOmer and the 16th of Nisan, that would be permissible even during the Shemitah year because that's not being prohibited. That's what Rabbi Shmuel understands from this Becharish Bekatsir Tishba. So according to Rabbi Shmuel, nothing to do with Tosef uh, Shvi'it. According to Rabbi Kiva, there is a scriptural source for Tosef Shvi'it. And that's what the Mar is asking now. How can you say that there's a Lachal Moshmi Sinai when after all, it really is from the Torah itself and the words of the Torah itself? We'll stop here. Continue tomorrow, guys. Shkoch, thanks for uh, flexibility. Uh, Adi, quick question. Thank you. 
Avadi? Yeah, question, yeah. For, is, would 